It's time to meet the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Folks, we made it. The Pipeline Podcast is back. And let me tell you, I needed a break after the draft. And it's not because I was busy or anything like that. It's because I was so darn excited that the Blue Jackets ended up taking Adam Fantilli third overall. In all of our preparation leading up to the draft, it didn't seem like the Blue Jackets were going to get Fantilli. Maybe it was going to be Will Smith at three. Maybe it was going to be Leo Carlson. Maybe it was going to be somebody else. But the Blue Jackets ended up getting Adam Fantilli. So I needed a little bit of a breather after the draft, just like you did. But now we're back in the swing of things. The Blue Jackets season is officially underway. And with that, a lot of the Blue Jackets prospect seasons are underway as well. So I thought no time is better than the present to bring back the Pipeline podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. And here we are ready to go. Now, on top of Adam Fantilli, the Blue Jackets added a ton of top talent in this past summer's NHL entry draft. So we've got a bunch of new guys to talk to on the Pipeline podcast. And we're going to start off with one of them today. The guy the Blue Jackets selected 34th overall, the second pick of the second round in the NHL entry draft in Nashville. That's Adam Fantilli's college teammate at the University of Michigan, Gavin Brindley. Now, Brindley just started his sophomore season at the University of Michigan, where he's going to be a primary piece for the Wolverines this year. He's off to a solid start with four goals and three assists for seven points in his first six games. That comes on the heels of a fantastic freshman season, 38 points and 41 games last year. This is a guy who looks like he could be a real piece for the Columbus Blue Jackets going forward. He's maybe a little bit undersized. Right now, he's listed at 5'9", 165 pounds. He can play down the middle, or he can play on the wing. So lots of versatility there in what I think is going to be a very bright future for this player ahead. He's relentless. Adam Fantilli talked about this guy nonstop at the NHL Combine in Buffalo. He said he's the most underrated player in the draft, and the Blue Jackets are hoping they got exactly that in Gavin Brindley. A very exciting player, a guy, like I said, that I think has a very bright future. And on top of what he does, on the ice, I really enjoy Gavin Brindley away from the ice. So let's get into it right now. A new blue jacket for you to get to know, University of Michigan forward Gavin Brindley. All right, Gavin, so let's get started in a very easy place. I talked with you a little bit about it at Blue Jackets Development Camp. You know, your dad played, you grew up in Florida, but how did you get into the game of hockey? Um, my dad's from Thunder Bay, Ontario, so um, all they pretty much do there is play hockey. So, uh, yeah, he played professionally for quite a while and then um, ended up playing, uh, retiring in Florida for the Everblades. And um, ever since then, just watching him play and um, mini sticks ever since I could pretty much walk and um, that's all I ever wanted to do. So, uh, coming from Florida, it's a little different. Not, not too many guys have, have come out of there, but, um, yeah, I hope to make hopefully a good impression for all the kids back there and show them that, uh, you can grow up anywhere and play hockey anywhere. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been uh really cool growing up there and being able to do what I've done so far. So hopefully, uh, it keeps going. Is the Florida hockey community tight knit? Like, did you know of Jacob Chikrin or Andrew Peak? Is it like that, or is it just because Florida is such a big state, it's not necessarily like that? Yeah, um, I think those guys were on the other coast. So I think mm-hmm. Chikrin and Peak grew up on the other coast. Um, Jacob Chikrin's dad, uh, I've met a couple of times. He's been around um, the rink that I grew up skating in. So 
I've met him a couple of times. I've never met uh Peak, but um Blanks and stuff like that said that they they love him. So <laughs> we'll have to meet him uh meet him sometime. But uh yeah, I know the Florida guys, it'll definitely be cool to uh to meet those guys and and see how they operate. Do you remember how old you were when you started skating? Pretty much ever since I could walk, probably yeah. two years old, somewhere somewhere around there. But yeah. Do you have a memory of like when you fell in love with hockey? Is there a specific moment or a specific time frame where you decided that hockey is something you really wanted to do? It sounds like you were kind of born into it, right? But if there's anything that stands yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, when my dad was playing, I was always um, around the locker room and stuff like that with all the guys and joking around. And um, I remember, I think I was six six or seven years old and my dad um was the captain for the everblades at the time and he had like some photo shoot thing in one of the practice rinks and i was like sitting on the zamboni and he was like next to the zamboni and we we're like riding around and um he was doing a bunch of stuff but i was just goofing around and i think then i kind of knew um i didn't really think of anything else what i could be doing besides play hockey. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Like, no, nothing else. And um, sure enough, that's uh, what, I'm, what I'm still doing. So, so has it always been hockey or were you good at any other sports growing up? Um, I played uh, lacrosse, uh, soccer, um, a little bit of baseball, um, golf a ton ever since I could pretty much walk. My dad got me into golf and still play that a ton nowadays. Uh, I played volleyball a little bit in, in middle school. Um ran track and cross country in middle school as well. So yeah, I played, played a lot of sports. Um, lacrosse is probably my favorite, but, um, yeah, I still golf now to this day. So that's probably, uh, what I'm best at and, and what I like to do the most. Were there any that challenged hockey for you? Like whether you were better at one of those other sports, whether you love playing one of those other sports or was it always hockey was number one? It was always hockey. Number one. I mean, I would go, uh, get out of school and go to soccer, lacrosse practice, and then it was right to the rink or vice versa. So, um, yeah, it was always hockey, but at the same time, playing other sports and doing different things, meeting different kinds of people, and uh, getting along with kids in school that played the same sport as you was pretty pretty fun. And still talk to a lot of those guys still to this day. So, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see what they do now and uh, the difference in our lives. And I mean, we're eight years old playing lacrosse together, so it's pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed playing all those sports growing up. All right. What about your favorite NHL team growing up? I'm a huge Sidney Crosby fan. Uh, I went oh, to the, oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I ran, went to the Red Wings-Penguins game actually last night with a couple of the guys. And, um, I mean, I just love Sid being – I don't know, being from Florida, uh, my dad was always a Penguins fan, and um, I just love the way that he carries himself on and off the ice. He's a world-class player and even even more of a world-class person. So um, seeing the way he he handles himself and, and treats other people is pretty pretty cool, and he's still playing now. So hopefully he gets a few more years left, and hopefully uh, the Blue Jackets give it to him for the next couple, but, um, but we'll see. So a Sidney Crosby guy more so than a Penguins guy. Like you liked the player – rather yeah, than I mean, that got you I, into the team more yeah I, I loved Sid um I mean all those guys that played through their big playoff players Talbot and Chris Kunitz and um Latang Carlson's there now so they're pretty fun to watch they're fun to watch last night but um yeah I know it's pretty pretty cool seeing all those guys how old they are and still still being able to I mean I'll pretty much dominate the game still what about other guys in the league that you look up to right now or you know maybe not right now but as you were trying to, I guess, become the player that you are today, 
Are there other players in the league outside of Sidney Crosby that you look at and say, yeah, I want to be like that guy, or I think he plays like me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Braden Point. Um, the way he skates and and the way his mind thinks, how he thinks the game is pretty pretty elite. I think um it's pretty, pretty cool being able to play play in Tampa and and do all those things. And I mean, they've done an unbelievable job of growing hockey in Florida when they went on their runs for the cups. And I mean, they're still probably one of the best playoff teams um, out there right now. So it's, uh, it's crazy what they've done for Florida. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I love watching Braden point. He's, he's an awesome player. And um, Jack Hughes is obviously sick. He's what he's doing now. And um, all those guys, it's weird because I play with Luke. So it's weird to say <laughs> Jack, but because we're around those guys, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so many young, talented players now that are in, in the league. So it's going to be exciting for the next couple of years to see, see what happens. All right. Tell me about growing up in Florida and playing hockey. Like what was the process like to make it to the USHL and then eventually the University of Michigan? Like when did you start playing club hockey? When did you start taking it seriously? And when did you realize that you might be able to do something with this sport? Yeah. So um, in Florida, there was no AAA hockey, right? So Mm -hmm. Uh, we had double A hockey uh, throughout the state till you were 10 years old. So we would go, I'm from Fort Myers. So we go to Palm beach and Coral Springs where the Panthers are and all these different Jacksonville, all these different places we play weekend games. And that was kind of our league. So in the spring, we started to do like all-star teams pretty much and all the best spring teams would play each other. And then uh, that's when I started playing against like the best kids in the country. Like all these guys that I'm playing with now, it's crazy. We've known each other since we were 10 years old, but like, Rucker McGordy, um, that 04 class, like Cutter Goche, uh, the Hudson, like all those guys I played against since I was 10 years old. So um did double A, a little bit of triple A, and then we decided to make our triple A team full season, uh, 11 and 12 year. So then at that point, we played like 30, 35 games a season, just traveling to different different states on the weekends playing different kinds of tournaments and then uh, when we weren't going to tournaments we'd practice together as a team on the weekends at a location in florida so everyone would drive to coal springs or fort myers stay the night at my house or get a hotel and we have 12 guys 12 guys in my house or something all bunk beds and air mattresses and uh we'd practice four or five times that weekend and um i mean those are some of the best memories i've had growing up playing hockey is just having all the guys over and playing May 6th till two in the morning and practice the next day at 6am. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, those times you don't get back, but you try to tell kids now, like have as much fun as you can, because as you grow up, it becomes more of a, of a job and you still try to think of having fun as much as you can, but it's tough, right? You want to win and you're playing against really good teams all the time and it's pretty draining. So um, just have as much fun as you can as a kid. And um, after that, yeah, I pretty much uh, stayed in Florida till I was 15 um tended with tri-city went there for two years which was awesome i love Kearney, nebraska great teams both years um choked in the playoffs both years but um two really good teams great guys and coaching staff was unbelievable uh treated me great and uh yeah now i'm, now I'm in michigan so how do you get to the ushl for our listeners out there that don't know what that process is like because that feels like such a big step to me you know from playing not necessarily locally but you know what I'm saying, where you're just yeah, talking about, yeah. you know, going around Florida around and other plates, like, yeah, and then you're right. going to a real organized league where that's that launching pad to college hockey or the AHL, the NHL, yada, yada, yada. So how does that work? What was that process like? Right. So 14, 
U season. Um, we had a really good team, and it doesn't really, honestly, it doesn't really matter where you play. If you're a really good player, they're gonna find you. Um, so they have the drafts, the USHL draft, and then they have, um, they can tender players. So each team, I think, has two tenders, and you could basically just pick a kid. You're like, I want this kid. He's gonna tender with us, and then you give up your first and second round pick or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to have a really good year, your 14 year year and see what happens. Not too many kids. I don't think playing the USHL when they're 15, but, um, yeah, I was, it was a big jump going from AAA. And, um, I mean, I'm 15 years old. I playing against 20, 21 year olds, um, still just a little kid out there. And, um, all the guys that I played with on that team, like Cole McWard plays the NHL now, Matthew Nyes, NHL now, Carter Mazur, he's playing in Grand Rapids. And, um, all those guys that I played with, it's crazy to see where they are now. We had such a good team and they were awesome to me. So it's, uh, it's really cool to see that, that kind of camaraderie and you're still buddies to this day. So junior hockey was a lot of fun. I enjoyed every second of it. And um, now it's like you're at Michigan. It's just one, one step up. You're having more fun and winning more. And um, obviously the end goal is winning a national championship. And uh, we're just striving every day towards to win that. You were teammates in Tri-City with another Blue Jackets prospect in Guillaume Richard, right? Yeah, yeah, G was in Tri-City too. So we played him uh, two weeks ago. They came to Ann Arbor and we played Providence. So it was good to see him and uh, yeah, we'll see him soon. All right, tell me about that next step in deciding on Michigan. Like, were you considering other places? Did you always want to go to Michigan? Tell me about the recruitment process and why you ended up being a Wolverine. Yeah, so they made that rule that schools can't contact you till August 1st of your junior year. So um, then August 1st came and it was like just crazy. I didn't know, like I'm 16, 17 years old. I'm like, I don't know where I want to go, what I want to do. All this stuff is being thrown at me um, on the phone all day long. It's like, holy, like, holy jump. <laughs> like these schools want me to go play there, right? So um, I waited till uh, my second year in Tri-City. Um, just before the start of the season to commit because I kind of just was like, why not wait, uh, see who's going to be there, coaches, all that stuff, and then make the best decision the year before you go play there. Um, and then uh, I never really had a dream school. Like my dad played in Miami. Um, he loved Miami. And um, I just, the culture at Michigan, the tradition behind it, it's uh, it's pretty incredible and it's pretty special. So they haven't won a national championship in a long time. And I feel like uh, all the guys in my class and all the guys in the class before me came here to to do something special and to win a national championship here. So um, hopefully we get the job done before all the guys are gone and um, there's a new fresh crop of guys coming in. But um, I mean, just honestly, it was an easy decision. It's I think it's the best best school in the country and there's uh, multiple reasons I can go on and on about it, but um, it's just a really special place and it's tough to leave a place like this. Michigan has always been a good hockey school, but you go back the last five years or so, and there is some legitimate elite NHL talent coming through there. So can you put into words what it's like to be a part of that? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, the developmental side of things is it's, they do an unbelievable job as you see all these guys that are doing so good in the NHL and even Adam now watching him, he's, he's doing great. So um, it's crazy to see that guys, 18, 19, 20 years old, stepping in the NHL and doing as well as they do after coming through Michigan. It's, um, I mean, it's pretty eye-opening, honestly, for a lot of us. It's just like the gap is um, close, but at the same time, it's far. And you're just trying to mature your game and be the best player that you could be. And, um, I mean, you just, you want to win and have fun. That's the two biggest things that you want to do when you come here. And um, we're trying to do that as much as we can. And that's all you can pretty much think about. You don't want to get too 
far uh, ahead of yourself and uh, think about other things, think about next year, the year after, whatever it may be, stay in the moments, um, have fun and, and keep doing what you love. So uh, I feel like guys get away from that sometime. And I feel like that's why a lot of those guys are having success. They, they love what they do, right? They, they have fun doing it. And um, hopefully a lot of those guys can grasp that. Did you always want to be a college hockey player? Yeah. I mean, my dream was always to play in the NHL. That's still my dream now. And um, I feel like just steps to get there was one of them was playing college hockey and I never really thought about doing anything else. Um, college hockey was always something that I wanted to do. And um, yeah, it just somehow worked out and now I'm here and uh, it's crazy how things kind of, kind of fall into place, but um, yeah, I couldn't be more thankful. Do you have a major at Michigan? I do. I did uh, sport management last year. I'm doing a little bit this year, general studies. And um, so we'll see what happens, but kind of, kind of mixing it up here and there. My mm-hmm. academic advisor kind of just tells me what to do, where to go. And um, yeah, she helps me out a ton. So she's been great. Do you enjoy the school part of it? Yeah. There's a lot of interesting classes you could take that some of you guys take, but um, yeah, I mean, I just like the part of like going to class and just meeting other athletes and other students. And um, like today we had an exam and me and a couple of guys were in there and probably 30 football guys and a ton of athletes. So we all just sit down, take our exam. We're all texting each other after like, how'd you guys do? Like <laughs> making a little competition, but um, yeah, no, I, I love going to class kind of, I say the the meeting other people aspect and kind of the camaraderie there. Like we're all Michigan athletes and you never know what these guys are going to do later in life. So it's uh, important to make these relationships now. And um, yeah, I mean, be, be their friend and be there for them. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So having the camaraderie, I don't think it's like any other school. As far as it goes off the ice, I know you've had to be pretty independent for a while now, going back to when you were 15 years old in the USHL, but you've got a billet family at that point and everything, right? That's helping you out with things. So I think that next step to college is kind of another level of independence. So how do you deal with it? Do you, has there been anything that has surprised you about taking this next step in your life, whether it's, I don't know, when I went to college, I hated doing my own laundry all the time, or, (laughs) you know, sometimes you have to do your own cooking and things like that. Has there been anything like that for you? No, I mean, I've always been pretty good, like independently. Um, I roomed with my best friend last year in the dorms, so wasn't uh, too much of a change at all. Like we're going through it together, but um, yeah, no, I'm in a house with three other guys and um, I mean, I, I love to cook, so we cook all the time and um, it's a lot of probably maybe a little bit too much DoorDash too, but um, yeah, no, we, uh, I mean, it's been great going through it together as a class has been, been awesome. I mean, we're going to be best friends for life and um, we're just going to look back on these times and think about the memories and the laughs that we've had together. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're all going through it together. So it's, uh, it's nothing too crazy. All right. Talk to me about the cooking. You brought it up. So I got to know about it. Have you always been into it? Is it something that you've acquired as you've aged in your life? Yeah, my, my mom's a pretty good cook and my dad's always on the grill. So, um, yeah, I was in sixth grade, uh, six, six, seventh grade, somewhere in middle school. And, um, I won a, a culinary award in school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ever since then I was like, man, I should probably like cook myself meals, stop making mom and dad make me food. And so uh, every once in a while I would cook dinner for the family once it'd be like a pasta dish or something like that. But, um, yeah, no, it's been, been pretty good. I, it's quick and quick, easy, uh, good for you. So probably better than going out to eat all the time and, um, save some money. So it's good to, uh, it's good to get cooking every once in a while. All right. I've got two questions within one right here. Do you have a signature dish that you like to cook? 
And do you cook for the guys in your house or is it just yourself? Uh, yes. And yes, we both, we all like trade cooking. So, um, one of our guys on our team actually is an unbelievable chef. So he like grill, whatever it is, cook anything. So, um, yeah, I like, I mean, I, I do have a pretty good like Cajun pasta dish. So I do that. And then, um, yeah, every once in a while we'll do like, we do steak a lot, steak and chicken, rice, vegetables, pasta, just the normal stuff. But, um, yeah, we all kind of just trade off whoever's cooking is like, just make three or four times a bit. So it's pretty pretty easy. You just have one guy cook and, and trade off. It's not Tyler Duke. That's the great chef. Is it? Yes. Yeah. That's, all right. that's does does your Cajun pasta rival the hibachi? Uh, I mean, his hibachi is pretty good. Um, <laughs> different, different types of food, but, uh, yeah, my Cajun chicken pasta is pretty good. And yeah, he's quite the bocce chef. It's uh, it's like when you're going to the restaurant, right? He's doing all the tricks and stuff. So he's got it pretty pretty dialed in. Where did that all start? Do you have any idea? I don't know. His nickname's the Wild Man. So we got like the Wild Man on his uh, on his chef hat, and he's got the whole getup. So um, I don't know. He's just always been always been a pretty good cook. We go uh, go to his house a couple times a year, and he's always cooking, and he just loves it. Texting the group chat like, bring whatever food you want over. It's getting cooked tonight. <laughs> And uh, we all come with steaks and rice and vegetables, all this food. And it's uh, it's awesome. He loves it. But um, yeah, I don't really know where it started from. Tell me about yourself away from the ice. You're obviously so busy with playing hockey and going to school. But what are you into away from the rink when you have free time? Yeah, um, when I go home, I love being on the water. Um, we live on a lake, so love uh, surfing, wakeboarding, um, skiing, pretty much anything on the water. I love to do that kind of stuff. Uh, go to the beach, be outside. It's pretty nice having the beach right there and um, love to golf, uh, anything active, cornhole, um, anything like that I'm, I'm down for and uh, like to fish as well. So just be outside, uh, enjoy the weather because when you're in Michigan, you don't get too many days of good weather. So um, when you're home for the summer, try to get outside as much as you can and, and enjoy time with the family because I don't see them too often either. So um, three little siblings. So we uh, we hang out a bunch and uh, always family dinners and, and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's good to get back home and, and enjoy the weather down there. Are your siblings hockey players too? Can we expect to see them at the next level someday? My my brother is. My sister's uh, had a short stint with her, uh, their dancing and gymnastics and cheer and all that kind of stuff now. But um, yeah, my brother plays. He's actually a goalie. So uh, pretty crazy, but, uh, now I got someone to shoot on. So it's, it's fun. And, um, yeah, I'll be good next summer is probably the first summer that he can get in there and, and start skating with all the guys. And, um, he's no nine, so he's 13 years old now. So, yeah. All right. What about away from the rink at school? You know, it's cold weather now, so you're not out there on the boat or anything like that during the summer, but say there's a long road trip or you guys are taking a flight. What are you doing to kill the time? We're, I mean, we love watching hockey every night. We watch probably three, four games a night. And um, I'm a big movie TV show guy. So I love watching movies, TV shows on the, on the flight, uh, read a book every once in a while. Nothing, nothing crazy though. Not, not too much, but I like to read a little bit. Um, a lot of cards, a lot of cards with the guys. Um, we, we go to the same, probably same three food spots every week. Um, all of us. So yeah, we're, pretty much always together so it's uh yeah it's it's awesome it's a, it's a really good time having being with your brothers all the time it's uh there's nothing like it so it's uh it's a lot of fun what's the best book you've read lately the last one i read was mind gym um that was pretty good um 
I got to read Tom Brady's book here pretty soon. Um, so we'll see. But uh, the last book I read was Mind Gym. Uh, when I was younger, I loved reading the series of unfortunate events. So um, read those. But uh, yeah, the last recent one I read was Mind Gym. I don't know if I have a favorite right now. Maybe Tom Brady's book will be the favorite, but we'll see. All right. What about TV and movies? What are you watching right now? Um, finished Suits uh, a couple months ago. So kind of rewatching that a little bit. Um, Entourage, I watched a while back. Good show. Like that one. Movies. I mean, it's pretty much just the same old comedies, Wedding Crashers and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh, Step Brothers, but same old, <laughs> same old classic funny movies. Um, but yeah, no, I got to start finding some new TV shows because it's getting cold outside. So we either got to start playing more video games or <laughs> watch some more TV shows and movies. So you said it, you watch a lot of hockey. Are you into the NFL, other sports like that that you guys get into? Yeah, yeah, we get big time into got a couple fantasy football leagues right now. So um team's not doing too well. So we're looking for a second half uh, comeback here. And uh yeah, we we watch pretty much everything. Uh not much basketball, but football, hockey, um, sometimes some tennis when Wimbledon was on and a lot of golf too on Sundays. We're lying around hanging out. So uh yeah, all that stuff. Are you guys pretty dialed into what the Michigan football team does too? Yeah, we try to go to uh, as many games as we can. Uh mm-hmm. we went to two at the beginning of the year. I don't think we're going to get to another one this year, but yeah, it's, I mean, if you don't watch the game, then you could definitely tell around campus that if they won or lost. So um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like I said, like the students and, and uh, I mean, professors, everyone around the school is, is behind you and wants you to do well. So it's really cool to see the camaraderie that everyone has for each other. It's, it's pretty special. I know you've got some Buckeye blood in you, but you're a Michigan man at heart. Be honest with me. Do you enjoy the rivalry? I know it can get a little bit ridiculous at times, but do you like the rivalry with Ohio oh, I State? I love it. Yeah, we we love it. Um, I mean, even this weekend when Ohio State comes to town, we're we're so excited. Um, I mean, tomorrow night it's game one, so uh, it'll be awesome, and we can't wait. But uh, yeah, the football team it's it's a pretty big deal. We went uh, we had to do some physical testing in their uh, football facility, and uh, on these big TV screens that have beat OSU. Like it's all they care about is the game against Ohio state. So it's, it's pretty intense, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty fun. All right. Let's talk about you getting drafted by the blue jackets a little bit. What was the process in terms of, you know, leading up to the draft, the combine, I know you were with Adam Fantilli at the combine, right? He wouldn't stop talking yeah. about you at that combine. <laughs> I remember he said, you're the most underrated player there, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> what, what was all that like? Yeah, I was pretty, crazy um i've been very fortunate to have someone like adam go through it with so it was uh it was really cool and um obviously before the combine and we're sitting in the hotel doing all of our meetings and stuff like that we're like what are the chances like if we get drafted to the same team we're like oh my god that'd be crazy and sure enough uh you now we're both drafted by columbus so it's pretty pretty nuts um getting to nashville uh they did a great job my I had probably 100 110 family members there friends wow. so a lot of people and uh yeah we stayed in airbnb so um after i got drafted everyone came over and celebrated a little bit and uh yeah i mean honestly it still hasn't really processed it's it's been pretty crazy it was a crazy summer with everything going on trying to train and world junior camp and being here for six weeks during the summer so um combine and draft and there was a lot going on so um it was getting good to be busy though during the summer and Obviously, it's a dream come true to get drafted like to an organization like the Blue Jackets and um, a couple of Michigan guys on the team. So it'll be good. And 
uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really hard to put into words still, uh, what it means, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Did you have an idea of where you would go? Like, I know your, your advisor probably helps you out a little bit and you probably have an idea based off of reading things here and there, you know, might I go in the first round, maybe I'll go in the second round, the third round, yada, yada, yada. Did you have a pretty good idea that you were going to go somewhere around where the blue jackets picked you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know, to be honest, just kind of sat there, um, for the first round and, or, or just quick in the second round. So it was, uh, it was good. And, um, yeah, no, it's just, I mean, at that point, after you've done your meetings and everything that you've kind of, you kind of could have done during the season, it's, uh, pretty much up to the teams at that point. So just trying to take it in and, uh, look around and see all these great players and, um, being with my family, just sitting down next to them and, uh, family wearing a bunch of Brindley jerseys at the draft. It was, it was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I just, I was just trying to take as much in as I can. And as soon as I heard my name called, it's pretty much still like a blur. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool and pretty cool little memory to have. Adam gets picked by the blue jackets third overall on day one. You have the night to think about it. You see that the blue jackets are sitting there with the second pick on day two. You mentioned it earlier. You and Adam had talked about it at the Combine. What if we get drafted by the same team? Did you have a feeling that it might happen when it came to that second pick on day two? Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I thought there would be a chance, and Adam was saying that there's a good chance. <laughs> he was just telling me stuff about the Wazoo. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, go back to my Airbnb after the first round, and I'm like, all right, I got to get to bed. Like, it's going to be probably an early-ish morning tomorrow. And um, I got there and wasn't waiting there long in Columbus picks. And uh, yeah, before I heard my name called, I kind of, I kind of got a feeling and I saw Adam sitting right across from me and he was sitting there with his fingers crossed like this. And um, yeah, I got picked and went down and gave him a big hug. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy how things work out, but uh, I couldn't be, couldn't be more fortunate and more grateful. I think it's a pretty cliche question, but I am genuinely curious what sort of emotion comes over you when you hear your name? I just think you're just like so ecstatic, so excited. Um, all that hard work that you and your family have put into being being you, being the best hockey player, trying to be the best person that you could be away from the rink. And um, it's kind of just like a sigh of relief, to be honest, uh, thinking about it a little bit during the year and um, having that in the back of your head while you're playing is, is, I mean, you don't try to think about it too much, but you do, you do want to have, I mean, you do want to play your best and you do want to have the most success out of anyone else. So, um, just, uh, yeah, hearing your name, it's a sigh of relief and obviously a lot of emotions. You're really excited. You have no idea what to expect. You're going to a new city for training camp or for uh development camp and, um, being around a bunch of new guys. Uh, yeah, it's meeting a lot of different people within the organization. It's, uh, it's pretty overwhelming, but, um, now that it's kind of sunk in, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool, calm, collected now, but, um, now I just focus on, um, getting better and being the best person I could be. Do you feel like you're a part of the blue jackets organization? And I ask that because I feel like they do a good job of making you feel welcome. As soon as you're drafted, then you go to development camp, you get a taste of what Columbus is like, what the organization's like. You get to meet some of the guys that you're going to be playing with in the future in the organization. So while you said it hasn't necessarily sunk in that you're an NHL draft pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, do you feel like a part of the organization? 
Yeah, for sure. They've done an unbelievable job of um, welcoming me with with big arms and uh, heavy hearts. So it's been good. And um, yeah, meeting all these guys, just being around Adam. We went to a Morgan Wallen concert a couple months ago, and um, I met Patrick Line and just a little starstruck and um, just hearing about all the stories that Adam's telling me and how everything's going. And um, yeah, but I mean, I definitely feel like a part of an organization. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. And it's, uh, it's been nice. They check in every once in a while, but nothing crazy. Let me do my thing. And um, yeah, no, it's been great. You had a terrific season last year, but now that you have been drafted, you've been to NHL development camp with the blue jackets, the team that drafted you, is there some added confidence this year that, you know, you just feel a little bit better knowing that you are an NHL draft pick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think you try to think about it too much. I yeah. mean, um, my dream is still playing to play in the NHL and I haven't accomplished that goal yet. So until I do, I'm going to do everything I can to get there. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm 18 years old or 19 years old now. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're almost there, but you're not really there. So keep going, keep getting better around all your game and, um, just be the best person that you could be and, um, you'll, it'll, it'll come to you. So just, uh, keep going and enjoy it, embrace it and live in the moment and, um, win as much as you can. So that's, uh, that, that's the name of the game. I'm sure the Michigan team goal this year is first beat Ohio state, then win the big 10, then win the national championship. But as far as it goes with personal goals this year, do you have anything in mind or anything that you and the blue jackets have discussed that they want you to get better at? Not necessarily together. Um, I mean, I do. I, yeah, I have personal goals for myself and team goals and and uh, big games that we want to win. But um, obviously, I mean, you you just want to be the best player that you could be. I think um, if you do that and if you do the right things day in and day out, and when it matters most, it's gonna it's gonna come to you, and and you're gonna get you're gonna get your points. You're gonna you're gonna get your wins. You're gonna you're going to get all that stuff if you play the right way. So um, just keep focusing on doing that and, and helping your teammates around you and um, you'll be pretty successful. All right, Gavin, I appreciate you taking the time to do this and best of luck this year at Michigan. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there you have it from New Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley. I hope you enjoyed that lengthy chat as much as I did. And I say lengthy because I really didn't expect to talk so long with Gavin Brindley. But we had a lot to discuss, whether it was getting into hockey, uh, growing up in Florida, being drafted by the Blue Jackets, cooking, hibachi, what he's into off the ice. All of that stuff I thought was really interesting with Gavin Brindley. And like I let off with, I am really genuinely excited about this player, not just for what he can be on the ice. We've heard scouts talk about it, Blue Jackets development coaches talk about it, Yarmo Kekalainen talk about it, just how relentless this guy is. Uh, you know, Adam Fantilli, like I discussed as well, said he was the most underrated player going into the draft. So I hope that's what the Blue Jackets got with the 34th overall pick. But away from the ice, I think Gavin Brindley really embodies what a Blue Jacket is as well. And frankly, going back the last couple of years, I'm really happy with the way the Blue Jackets have drafted, not on the ice, but away from the ice, because you've heard from these guys. Everybody that I've talked to seems like a genuinely nice and interesting person. So that can only mean good things for this organization going forward as well. 
That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. As always, huge thank you to Gavin Brindley for taking the time to do that, as well as the University of Michigan communication staff for setting that up. Thank you for joining us for all this time on the Pipeline Podcast. We're not going to be doing it every other week to start off the year. Next week, there will be another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Then we're going to go back to every other week. That's just because I wanted to get everything back on track with the way that we scheduled it since we didn't do one in the first week of the Blue Jacket season. You know, I wanted to let everybody breathe a little bit with the NHL season starting. So here we are on week three of the NHL season starting with the Pipeline Podcast. So in order to get us back on track with the proper every other week schedule, I'm going to have another episode coming out next week and I can tell you that's going to be with a guy who did play NHL games for the Blue Jackets last season but he didn't come onto the Pipeline podcast Cleveland Monsters forward Hunter McCown so you can expect that out next Wednesday again thanks to Gavin Brindley and thank you for being with me on the Pipeline podcast I'll talk to you again this time next week